Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernell Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. All right. Well, let's get started with our first guest, Amanda Ewing, our Associate Executive Director of Legislative and Political Organizing, or uh, Government Queen for short, I think is probably Amanda's second title. Isn't that an ABBA song? <laughs> Amanda, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So let, a lot has happened this week, and it, f- it feels like it's been such a long, long week. Um, so first, let's start with Monday. Monday, the legislature came in for a special session. Can you tell us what happened? Sure. So the first thing they did was, um, you know, the governor had already declared an emergency for the state of Oklahoma, but his ability to to really take action and address the emergency uh, was limited until the legislature concurred that the emergency existed. And okay. so he called them in for a special session to, um, you know, they, when they came in, they had the choice to either concur or to terminate his, uh, state of emergency. Mm-hmm. And so during the special session, they voted, uh, overwhelmingly. I think there was maybe one no vote, mm-hmm. uh, in the House and none in the Senate to, uh, concur. And, and what that did was it, it enacted the, Catastrophic Health Emergency Powers Act, which is a law that the legislature created after 9 11 mm. to address, you know, big, uh, big health and, and terrorism related mm-hmm. problems. And so it gives the governor uh, a lot more authority. He can kind of streamline what's happening at the city, county, and state levels mm-hmm. with public health. Um, it gives him a $50 million discretionary fund to use as he sees fit to wow. address any of our problems. Um, he can mobilize the National Guard. He can basically do away with any law in the state if he deems it, you know, in the in the benefit of public health um, temporarily to, to address these issues. So it, it gives him a lot of power to, to hopefully take some some bigger steps to address this coronavirus situation. Those, those are sweeping powers. And so that's that's the only thing that they did in special session. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And so then they adjourned that or did, yes, and then went into regular session. Exactly. Okay. They, in the same, you know, in the same day, it was just one right after another. Uh They uh, then went into regular session to pass three bills that are attempting to address the budget hole that we find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, last legislative session, the legislature passed the budget for this current fiscal year that we're in, which started on July 1 of 2019 mm-hmm. and in June 30th of 2020. But, you know, we're, we're estimating all the revenue coming in and, and basing the budget on those estimates. And, and some things have obviously happened in the last few months that we yeah. could not have predicted. Yeah. So, um, the oil price of oil has, uh, gone down dramatically. And then obviously this, uh, you know, crisis that we find ourselves in is impacting the collection of income tax mm-hmm. and lots of Oklahomans are out of work. So there are just lots of things happening right now that have uh, meant that our budget is far uh, shorter on money than we anticipated. Um, another big thing that happened is we, you know, decided to move collection of taxes. Tax day, you know, is not yes. next week on April 15th. It's actually moved to July. And so that's about a $200 million 
um, amount of money that should be coming into our general revenue fund that we're not going to get until next year. Yeah. So um, basically, we find ourselves in a in a budget hole of about $400 million. And so the legislature, both the House and Senate, passed three bills on Monday that were meant to address that hole. So, to, so that $400 million gap, that's for this current fiscal year. Exactly. We haven't okay. even gotten into yet the, the budget for the year that starts July 1 of 2020. Okay. So we will, we will get to that. So, but before we do, so this all happened on Monday. Then yesterday, things got weird. Real weird. <laughs> so, yeah. T- so, so what ha- can you, t- can you tell us, c- explain what the governor did and did not do yesterday? Sure. So the governor held a press conference uh, at one o'clock yesterday and kind of threw um, some unexpected things at the legislature. Um, he was really upset by one of the bills that they passed on Monday. Okay. Um, Senate Bill 617 uh, allowed about $100 million to be accessed for the budget uh, shortfall, mm-hmm. but it had one small caveat. It said uh, none of this money can be used to fix any uh, or to prevent any budget cuts to the digital transformation fund. Um, this is a fund that I, I mean, I don't know that I knew the name of it before this week. And I don't think many Oklahomans knew that mm-hmm. it existed before now. Surely did but not. <laughs> um, turns out it's a pet project of Governor Stitt. Uh, they appropriated $15 million last year to this fund. And I, I mean, frankly, it's a little unclear what the what this digital transformation is supposed to be. If you go on their website right now, they talk about um, a mobile driver's license that they're creating. It can't currently be used for anything, but apparently it's a thing. Um, and, and so they're working on that. But any of the other, I mean, there's nothing else on their website for talking about what they, you know, what their intention is or what they're trying to accomplish. So we know that there's this fund. We know the legislature kind of it felt like out of the blue but uh once you kind of learn a little more background it turns out the legislature had been asking the governor you know what's up with this you're not yeah. spending the money that we appropriated can you report to us what this you know uh agency or entity is even doing yeah. and they weren't getting any response and so this was their kind of way of of um showing that they you know the the house the legislature controls the purse strings and and so they said we will make sure that there are no cuts to the budget uh, in any place except for uh, we'll, we'll allow cuts for this digital transformation fund. And, and that really kind of um, set the governor off. Uh-huh. Seems so as though. Yesterday, <laughs> he, he had a uh, press conference where he signed um, two of the bills, but not a third. And in doing that, he essentially funded the government uh, for the month of April but he didn't, in not signing that third bill, there will not be enough money to fund the government fully for May and June. So he says, I'm putting the ball back in the legislature's court. You guys need to send me a bill that fully funds state government, which just means also my digital transformation fund. And, uh, you know, until you do, we wait. And uh, so we're add a little bit of a stalemate because Mm -hmm. last night after that press conference, the legislature said, look, the governor has all the bills on his desk that he needs to fix this shortfall. So we expect him to sign that third bill and fix the problem. So we are uh, kind of in a weird situation here amid, you know, this 
uh, major crisis, not knowing if or when the government is going to be fully funded, if or when public schools and everybody else in state governments are going to have budget cuts coming up. And what does the Board of Equalization have to do with anything? Oh, good question. Um, so the uh, one of the bills that he signed, no, I think it's the bill he didn't sign. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep all of this straight. Um, <laughs> there, one of the funding bills requires that the Board of Equalization meet and declare a revenue failure before that money can be accessed. Mm-hmm. And the governor is the person who calls the Board of Equalization to meet. And the board is just the entity that says, here's the money the legislature has to uh, appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. somebody has to officially declare an amount of money that they can appropriate or that isn't, you know, the amount of the shortfall. So he's uh, essentially saying, I will not have the Board of Equalization meet and declare revenue failure, and therefore we will not have the money available to solve this budget shortfall oh my goodness. until I get a new bill on my desk that fully funds the digital transformation fund. So the clock is ticking. I mean, because it's, I mean, it only goes through the end of the month. Right. I mean, I think that probably we passed enough, in him signing the two bills he signed, probably we get a little further into May before we have no money. But I mean, but exactly, there is a time limit on this before things get uh, really bad across the whole state. And so it's a problem that has to be solved. But right now, you know, it seems like everybody's just staring at the other side uh, saying, no, you fix it. Meanwhile, educators have figured out how to do distance learning and have transformed their classrooms. Uh, Our our special our um, support service personnel are feeding kids and taking care of buildings and delivering packets and and they just want everybody to do their job and and get paid. Right. Yet another example of how uh, more educators in elected office is probably good for getting things done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's look ahead. We have, um, I mean, obviously the things that you listed out, you know, the income tax issue, the oil prices, obviously the coronavirus affecting the economy in every sector, uh, is doesn't make for a great budget outlook, not just for the rest of this fiscal year, but for... I mean, next fiscal year, what are we looking at? Right. So it is real hard to anticipate uh, what we're looking at. We normally know by now exactly how much money the legislature has to appropriate for next year. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a big question mark at the moment. Um, The impression I have is that the legislature is trying to wait until as late as possible into May to pass a budget so that Mm -hmm. they, you know, know as much as they can about the situation before they make those decisions. Right. But, you know, one thing that helps uh, when we're looking at next year's budget, the fact that we put off the collection of taxes until July means mm. that we'll collect that money next f- fiscal year. So that, you know, helps uh, minimize the shortfall. And then we know that uh, Congress has passed a lot of bills that are providing aid to the states. And yeah. while we don't have that money yet and, you know, not all the details are clear on exactly how much money we're going to get for which purposes and where it's going to go, we do know that, they are passing money to the states for public education. They're passing money for uh, health, you know, health care. And so um, we expect that a large amount of money coming from the federal government can hopefully entirely offset any cuts that we might 
have to have otherwise uh, for this upcoming fiscal yeah. year. But I, I'm I'm optimistic that in this year that you know again starts July first, twenty twenty, and goes to June thirtieth of twenty twenty one. I'm I'm optimistic that with the federal stimulus dollars, we're not going to see any cuts. It'll frankly be the year after that where I think it gets mm. a little dicier if things haven't really turned around. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, hopefully they will have. So what is what is on deck? Um, for the legislative session right now, are they any plan? Have you have you heard any? If they're going to come back or anything like that? What what do we have to look out for here in Oklahoma? Um, right now, there is there hasn't been a plan announced for them to come back, but mm-hmm. we know that they will. We know they'll have to come back in May mm-hmm. to, at the bare minimum, do a budget. But yeah. all the talk is that they will probably uh, do some policy bills. Also, mm-hmm. um, you know, the question is, are they going to be back for 48 hours or are they going to be back yeah. for two weeks? And right now we just can't gauge that. And so obviously the amount of, you know, education policy that we hope can get done is going to depend on that. Um, another issue, though, is our uh, cost of living adjustment for I was just all public retirees. That. Yes. Yeah. We, you know, we've worked so hard so uh, for so long. Yes. <laughs> God. Yes, and that was passed um, out of the House. Yes, uh, bipartisan, huge vote, uh, a, a unanimous vote actually, yes. uh, before everything shut down. And so um, we are so close. And and the word we're hearing is that the legislature still intends to pass that. Um, that you know, of all, at all, I mean. When, but now, do retirees have even, I mean, this is when they're in greatest need, right? Yeah. Like, they need, they need the help. Yeah. And these cost of living adjustments, um, when, when retirees receive these checks, they go directly into our local economy, which mm-hmm. needs stimulation now more than ever. So, yes. uh, we're real hopeful that the COLA is still going to happen. But, um, you know, we're just going to have to continue those conversations over the next few weeks and, and kind of see how things progress. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you so much for um, chatting with us and explaining. There's just a lot of layers to what's happening. So thank you for explaining all the nuances of what's happening right now at the Capitol. Sure. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. We're joined today by David Glenn of NEA Member Benefits. Thank you so much for joining us. Definitely. Thank you for having me. So let's talk big picture. Explain what is NEA Member Benefits. Okay. So first and foremost, one of the things to let you know about NEA Member Benefits, we are a leg of the NEA. Mm -hmm. And we completely focus on the benefits that you have access to as members and as staff of uh, the various states uh, through the NEA. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about this, a lot of the benefits that you have access to also can be shared with like your parents, your in-laws, oh. and adult children. Awesome. And another thing that a lot of people may not know is none of your dues dollars go towards your benefits through the NEA. Really? I didn't know that. So they truly are benefits in that regard because you're not paying mm-hmm. to have access to these resources. So let's talk about those resources, because to me, NEA member benefits seems so vast. Yes. I mean, there are so many things that you have access to. Can you talk about like big picture? What are the things that people can access through member benefits? Definitely. And, and one of the things that I also want to say in uh, before I get into that sure. is one of the things that we do to uh, expand on the NEA member benefit section is we vet all of these different companies 
So mm -hmm. if you as a member have any issues with mm -hmm. any of the benefits that you have access to, it's not like you have to just get on a toll-free number and then try to navigate through wow, yeah. getting a resolution. Yeah. You can literally reach out to me and what I can do is assist you by getting our internal marketing person to communicate directly mm -hmm. with that vendor. So like if it was a credit card, we have a credit card relationship right now with Bank of America. Uh -huh. So instead of you just getting on that toll-free number like any other Bank of America customer, yeah. we have a person that can go directly to their marketing department, and their so, liaison, yeah. and help to navigate and assist with bringing resolution to you, the specific member. That is uh, impressive. And I, so, and I'm sorry, like before we get to, to all of the resources, I meant to back up. I think I like take for granted who you are. What, uh, you represent Oklahoma. Yes, yes. So talk about your, uh, your, your region okay. and then how people can get in touch with you. So again, uh, David Glenn, as you already uh, stated, mm -hmm. what I do is I actually work within Oklahoma, Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. All the prettiest states. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> and the other thing is geographically, they're huge. Yeah. So that's why I'm really glad that uh, you're putting together this podcast because this presents us with an opportunity to share things in areas where I may not directly be able to have uh, right. either gone or reached out to yeah. different members yet. Yeah. So uh, what I basically do is travel throughout those four states mm -hmm. and just simply educate members on different benefits you have access to. Now, as I member, mentioned, none of your dues dollars go towards member benefits. Mm -hmm. Another component of that is if you, if a local works with their staff person mm -hmm. and wants to have, uh, let's say, a presentation mm -hmm. on NEA member benefits, that's free. So I can actually awesome. come out to the local and do like a hands-on presentation. What a lot of the locals do is like, we'll go to like the computer lab yeah. to where the members can like sit behind the computers. It's completely hands-on. Yeah. Instead of just doing a PowerPoint, we can do a live session to where I walk you through and navigate yeah. you through to where it's hands-on and you're able to uh, instantly see a lot of the resources you have access to. That's awesome. So if people want to do that, they reach out to our your first contact at OEA? Yeah, they can reach out to like, um, like let's say if it was in Tulsa and they uh -huh. reached out to like Jeff Savage uh -huh. or um, in uh, Oklahoma City and they reached out to uh, um, Annette, Annette? Annette Hine. They can reach out to like Annette and they, they can contact me. Yeah. And we'll just uh, work our schedules together on a calendar awesome. and I can come out to that local meeting and, you know, provide these uh, presentations. And the cool thing about it, if you'd like, we can also have it like a reoccurring thing. Mm -hmm. um, like, let's say at the beginning of the school year. So every beginning of the school year, we can come and do a refresher. Or if you wanted awesome. to do something at the end of the school year, like wherever the yeah. placement works for you. Yeah. And it can just be like a repetitive thing that we do to just increase and enhance the awareness. So let's talk about those resources. Like, okay. what are what are the options? Because they feel very vast. Like there's just a lot of different things you guys have. That's true. So here's how we narrow it down. First and foremost, in order to really take advantage of the benefits you have through the NEA, you need to go to our website. Okay. Which is NEA, M as in Mary, B as in Brad, dot com. Okay. That's a site where you'll go to take advantage of all the different resources. Cool. 
The first thing you would need to do in the upper right hand corner is where it's either create an account mm -hmm. or log in. To access the benefits you have through the NEA, you do not need your OEA member number. Okay. What you'll need is your personal email address uh -huh. because you don't want to use your school email address because right. stuff may bounce back and you right. may not receive it. Right. As far as email. So your personal email address will be your user ID. Uh -huh. You'll create a password. And again, after you've clicked on that create an account, it'll be basic information. Like you'll fill in like your name, your address, uh -huh. different stuff. Again, not your OEA number, your uh, personal email address, user ID, create a password. Then you'll be able to click on a button and instantly access the benefits. Wow. The next thing to really assist you in navigating through the site um, when you go to the website, there's going to be a bar that has like three different areas. Mm -hmm. In the center of that is a, a tab that says what we offer. Okay. When you click on the what we offer, and this is a new thing that we've done like with the recent enhancements to our site, it opens up all the different categories mm -hmm. of benefits you have access to. So what are some examples of those? So examples of those, like for example, Let's say uh, banking or lending. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Under that, you're gonna find like credit cards. Um, for example, as members, a lot of members may like cards that provide them with points. Uh -huh. One of our points cards actually enables you to change every month a category of focus. Oh. So for example, as we approach the summer, if you know you're gonna be doing a lot of traveling, mm -hmm. you can select travel as your option to where that will provide you with the most points. Huh. Right now, let's say we're maybe just doing our regular everyday day-to-day -day stuff. Mm -hmm. So you might just have like groceries, getting mm -hmm. gas, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So when you do those um, items, mm -hmm. that'll give you a higher amount of points. Mm -hmm. So the nice thing about it, you can kind of choose a category so that your allocation and receiving of points will best benefit you based on what you're doing. Cool. So you can change that every month. Um, other things and categories will be like a very hot topic, uh, student loan forgiveness. Let's talk about that. So we've actually partnered with a company, their name is Savvy. Uh -huh. They're headquartered in DC. And it's basically, they provided us with a tool and when you plug into the student loan forgiveness tool that's powered by Savvy, uh -huh. it's beautiful. You're able to enter your information like your, your loans, your loan amounts, uh -huh. who is servicing those. Uh -huh. It walks you through everything. Uh -huh. This is all free. Oh. What it will then do is let you know, do you qualify for student loan forgiveness? Oh, man. How much you can have forgiven and can we lower your monthly payment? Yeah. All of that is free. Uh, let's all go do that right now. Exactly. Like, that's awesome. I have a member in Idaho. Uh -huh. They just qualified for $50,000 <gasps> in student loan. You are kidding me. No. That is crazy. So here's the beautiful thing about this tool. Mm -hmm. For $29.95 a year, if you want to utilize it, you mm -hmm. don't have to. Everything else I mentioned is free. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to pay the $29.95 a year, mm -hmm. That gives you direct access to Savvy, and here's what that means. Okay. They'll give you one-on-one -on -one counseling, uh -huh. up to and including, they'll get on the phone with you and your servicer 
to walk through this entire loan oh, forgiveness wow. process. In addition to that, they will provide and push forward for you all of the different paperwork. Wow. Here's another way that this resource is really beneficial. So basically there's a couple different types of loan forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You have teacher loan forgiveness that basically maxes out at like $17,500. And there's different categories like do you teach math, science, mm -hmm. uh -huh. that kind of yeah. work within that area. And then there's another level that's a public service loan forgiveness. Yeah. That's the one that forgives all your debt. You know, it requires like 120 payments. And there's other things you have to do, like submitting things uh -huh. every year. Yeah. They submit all of that for you. What? So, I <laughs> that's mean, awesome. they'll fill out all the paperwork. They'll submit everything once a year. Mm -hmm. And it basically keeps you on track. Yeah. And they also are going to make sure, because to get that total forgiveness for the public service loan forgiveness, mm -hmm. you have to be plugged into an income-driven repayment program. Mm. Otherwise, you don't even qualify. Okay. So they work through all of that. And again, you have that direct resource where you can contact them anytime with any questions. If anything were to change, mm -hmm. they can assist you with that. Let's say if you made 120 payments, but you tried to apply for the public service loan forgiveness, but you were kicked out. The government has uh, created a $350 million budget. So they can even assist you to tweak or rework wherever you may be mm -hmm. to get you plugged in to get access to that Awesome, because we've been hearing a lot about this, about this public, public service student loan forgiveness. Yes. And navigating that appears to be very difficult. Very difficult. And much more difficult than it needs to be. But, um, you know, I mean, people are teaching and they have families and lives. And that is... And yeah, we've been hearing a lot about that. So why, why um, is member benefits important to you? Why do you do this work? So the reason why member benefits are so important is because let's just um, look at this from the perspective of recruiting members and retaining members. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges that you initially might face, I can't afford to be a member. Right. It costs too much to be a member. Right. I can't maintain my dues. Right. So we all know, first and foremost, you should be a member because this is your professional organization. Right. And there are so many benefits and resources which the OEA provides for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, when we start to look at the member benefit component, this is a section and a resource that can easily put dues dollars back in your pocket. Yeah. Like, for example, that student loan forgiveness that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're able to have some of your student loan debt wiped away yeah. and you've literally just paid right under $30 a year mm -hmm. to utilize that resource, or you even just did it yourself, but utilize the resource, the free portion, yeah. and just did it yourself, that's a great benefit. Right, right. So, so the way I really try to promote member benefits when I'm working with locals or doing presentations at a conference is I, I really try to get the members to enter into the perspective of think about this as for all the different things where I'm seeing a savings, mm -hmm. start to add that up. Right, right. And that category should always and will always provide you with more of a savings mm -hmm. than you're putting into your dues dollars. Yeah. 
but you gotta you gotta access it. You have to access yeah. it, and that's the thing about it. It it it's kind of like um, member benefits is there for you, mm-hmm. but you have to utilize it. Right, right. And, and it it kind of becomes a different way of thinking because some of the things you might typically do now you have to plug into going to our website and utilizing the resources. Right. And one of the things that I like to share with you to expand on that, if any of the members shop online, one of the benefits you have access to through the NEA member benefits is, a, uh, and it's found under the tab of the everyday savings uh-huh. is online shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you, everybody. That's all of us. So <laughs> I mean, you, it's everybody. When you click on that, the uh-huh. resource that it'll directly give you access to is called Click and Save. Uh-huh. Through Click and Save, you can get discounts. Like, let's say if you wanted to go to AMC movie theaters, uh-huh. Regal movie theaters, Edward movie theaters, you can get discounts on all those tickets. Oh. You can get discounts if you wanted to go to Six Flags, if you wanted to go to Disney, if you wanted to go to... Uh, Cedar Rapids in Ohio. Yeah. You can get discounts to all of that. You can get discounts to Macy's, um, Home Depot, Lowe's. Yeah. I mean, stuff that we're all, I mean, stuff that people use. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just some obscure one store in one town. I mean, this is like major brands, major stores that people, that people use. Exactly. Yeah. And another nice thing about that, especially for some of our members that may be in like rural areas right. that really might depend more on like online shopping mm-hmm. to have access to things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Banana Republic, Macy's, tons of stores. And another component that's been built into the click and save um, arena mm-hmm. is similar to like if you go to some grocery stores, you might have like rewards mm-hmm. that you can get from shopping at that grocery store. Right. And it might lead to like discounts at the gas station or stuff like that. Yeah. So through click and save, we have a reward program that's called wild points, W O W. Okay. At a minimum, you get one wild point for every dollar you spend. Now where this becomes a, a free added benefit mm-hmm. in addition to the uh, discounted savings mm-hmm. For every increment of 100 wild points, you can deduct a dollar off of any purchase on the Click and Save site. Oh, nice. So, like, for example, if you had 1,000 wild points, you could deduct, like, $10 off of any purchase you made through the Click and Save site. Mm-hmm. So now, if you're accessing BestBuy.com through NEA Click and Save, uh-huh. as you go to maybe buy, like, a shredder or a DVD or whatever... right. You can actually redeem some of the wild points. So in addition to that savings, you can now also lower that price by utilizing some of the wild points, which never expire. Nice. So, I mean, even if you were to buy something and then not do click and save for over years, yeah, those wild points remain there. Nice. So that's, a, that's another added component of that that's available for you. So what would you say to members who are just now hearing about NEA member benefits? What do you want them to know or encourage them to take advantage of what's there for them? Okay. One of the things I would like for them to know to take advantage is first and foremost to recognize and be aware that these benefits exist for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing to the NEA portion of it Uh is these benefits are available for you throughout the nation. So whether you're in Maine, 
yeah. Oklahoma, Hawaii, yeah. or Alaska, these are benefits that you as a member can utilize. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, it's a great way to recoup your dues dollars mm -hmm. and um, it's some everyday savings. Yeah. I had a member in a session I just did, you all are able to get huge discounts on even things like appliances. Yeah. So I mean, like if you need appliances for the home, mm -hmm. you get discounts on home and auto insurance. And the person, the group that we partnered with for that, California Casualty, uh -huh. they even do things like if your vehicle were, were vandalized at school or at a school function, uh -huh. they waive the deductible. What? You know, they have different grants that they'll yeah. give you. Oh for, no, they do all kinds of stuff for all for, kinds of stuff for schools and teachers and yeah. So there's so much that you have access to. Um, another thing that I really would like to point out, mm -hmm. and this is very um, beneficial, I believe, mm -hmm. every member has a complimentary life insurance that's totally free. Yes, Again, not everybody knows about it though, yes. None of your dues dollars go towards this. Mm -hmm. You need to register who your beneficiary should be. Yes, yes. You can do this online through our website. Mm -hmm. You also can call our member advocacy center, which mm -hmm. is kind of like a member customer service center. Mm -hmm. You can call that toll-free number and register that. And we and we've got forms in the OEA office, so any OEA staff member can get you can get you a form if you feel more comfortable doing that on paper. Exactly. Yeah. So that's something you have. Yes. Yes. It uh, basically is like a thousand dollars of the life insurance, but there's other categories that are also built into that, uh -huh. like accidental death and dismemberment. Uh -huh. We had a member in Moore that. Uh, died in a tornado a few years back yes, yes. we were able to pay fifty thousand dollars to her family yes. through this complimentary life insurance and again that's something that you as members don't contribute any money towards mm -hmm. but as long as you're an active member mm -hmm. the nea member benefits pays and renews that for you every year which is amazing everybody needs to 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 fill that out and set their uh their designated receiver of that. Definitely. It's a, such an awesome benefit. Well, um, I'm gonna make you promise, David, that you will come back and talk to us more about different things that go on throughout the year. Always, I feel like there are always new benefits, always new things happening. So I'm gonna make you promise right now that you've gotta come back and tell us more oh, in the future. It. Okay, well, Definitely. Thank, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. And that was David Glenn with NEA Member Benefits. We are so excited to have that benefit for our members. Uh, there are so many ways that you can save money and get additional education, including last week, NEA Member Benefits sponsored a student loan webinar, and there was so much interest in it that basically we crashed the system. Uh, it is, <laughs> it was recorded and they put it and we put the recording out via our weekly email, The Edge, and it's on our social medias, mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. I saw it the other day. So you can go watch the webinar. Uh, or, um, we're hearing information that there is going to be a second webinar, uh, because there was so much response to that one. So as soon as we get that information, we'll put, we'll put all of that out on all of our social medias. Mm -hmm. uh, so be listening for that. Um, another action that we need you to take, uh, we heard Amanda talk about some of the federal, uh, stimulus stuff going on with COVID and, um, 
we have shared with Congress our big asks for the next stimulus package, not the least of these being $175 billion for education relief at the state and local level and $2 billion to address the equity issues specifically for communities of color and students in poverty created by the homework gap, among other areas. We need your help to get the attention of Congress and get that money to our schools to help our kids. Mm -hmm. So if you can go to uh, educationvotes.nea.org and look at some of the actions that you can take on that website to help pass that stimulus package, that would be fantastic. Our students are are really dependent on our our federal government getting money to help close that homework gap. Mm-hmm. Um, our students of poverty just don't have the same access to the technology and to continuing their education. And in rural areas and, and as, where there's not, yes. where internet doesn't go. Right, right. So we're not broadband. You know what I'm ways. saying? Yeah. yeah, we've got to figure out ways to to help all of our students mm-hmm. and leave none of them behind. Actually, exactly. Um, so, please go to educationvotes.nea.org and take action on those. Speaking of distance learning, Uh we have updated our distance learning page on the OEA website. Uh So just to throw out another website to you, you can go to okea.org slash distance learning. And we have a wealth of information there, don't we, Carrie? We do. That's a bunch of good stuff. Bunch of good stuff. In addition, we continue to kick off every Monday, Dear Oklahoma, That is Drop Everything and Read. It's so good. It is so good. Um, Dennis Matthew last week with reading two books and that fantastic song. It was adorable. Loved it. Um, And I friended him on Facebook and he does stuff on his Facebook page for kids all the time too. So I love that. Yeah. Um, We have... uh, Lily Eskelson Garcia, NEA president. So excited. Reading. Um, I don't know if she's reading in English or Spanish or both. So uh, join us at 10 o'clock on Monday and hear uh, what is going to come. Also, go to our Facebook page, The Bridge. We have master teachers posting fantastic ideas on how you can engage your students or your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they're at home on this distance learning. It is is just a wealth of information. And um, our numbers on members of those pages just continues to climb every day. And we're so excited to provide that service for our members and our community. Yes. Because it, it's so important to, to be able to engage your child as a parent. Look, my daughter is 16 and she's in all the <laughs> AP, pre-AP classes. Um, and they're different from when I was in school. Yeah. So being able to help her take the next step and own some of her learning Mm -hmm. is uh, an important task. And we've gotten some great ideas off the bridge. It has been awesome. Fantastic. Um, and beyond that, I think that's all that I have, you know, um, what, what day is today even? The only reason I know it's Friday is because we're here. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's the only reason I know it's Friday is because I have to, you know, maybe not wear sweatpants. I've been calling every day Blur this day because <laughs> it's going by in a blur. It, it is. 
I'm going to start using that. It really like the line of demarcation from when I stopped knowing what day it was, <laughs> was the, the, the last day I knew was the Thunder game on March 11th. It's all been downhill since then. We were all at the game. We went as a family. And and Kenna was there with oh my gosh. friends for the first time. Oh. We had allowed her to go with oh. someone else. <laughs> and she's like, and see, you should be like, that's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. It's been, it has just been a mess. My kids definitely, <laughs> my little one doesn't know what weekends are really. So we call them stay home days. And so that's not been working. We're like, today's a stay home day. She's like, every day's a stay home day. <laughs> It is. It is. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernell Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. We hope you'll join us again next week on Fried Okra. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.